Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. Fellas, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing, nothing. We got you covered for college football, too. Every fantasy football. Friday, you could get what you need to hear. Mondays and Fridays, we're always here. Live on the air, you know it ain't fair. Because we spit it with crazy ill flair. Hip-hop flavor, crazy witty, extremely clever. You know it's gritty. Uh, it's talking sports, NFL. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay Eric Taylor, and we are so happy to give you a break from all the news and the media and just talk some sports. Be safe. We send out our love and prayers with the corona stuff, social distancing, washing hands, isolation. The kids are at home, homeschooling. You know, I heard Ray's got his uh, clipboard and his uh, eraser. He's like, <laughs> my advocate. <laughs> homeschool. <laughs> we were watching. Wait, I thought about Ray last night, everybody. Just so you don't know, you see the pictures. But Ray kind of resembles Matthew Broderick. So a little inappropriate, but I had the kids watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and now it's their favorite movie. They were cracking up, 1986 classic, and my 10-year-old loves it, and he's quoting lines from it, and oh, man, so that was our homage to Uncle Tom. I got to tell you a quick, we'll take a quick 30-second break. I got to tell you Matthew Broderick's story. So I was playing softball in Central Park, and a friend of mine said, do you want to play with me in another league? I said, Sure. And he said, we need you, you know, Thursday at 6. I said, all right, whatever, I'll show up. I got there. And they threw me a jersey. And they're like, here, Matthew, put on the jersey. I'm like, ha, ha, I've been told my whole life I look like Matthew Broderick. They used to call me Ferris Bueller at the local pizza store. So I put on the jersey. And they were like, okay, you're you're batting whatever. You're playing center field. Whatever. I said, okay, fine. I'm, I'm ready to roll. And they said, no, no, that's Matthew. I said, what do you mean? They said, no, 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 that's Matthew Broderick's jersey. Would you believe that I filled in for Matthew Broderick? Literally, I was his replacement on the softball team. Oh, it doesn't get any better than that. And that's and that's the perfect segue to the NBA top twenty-five. Now, the way we're going to do this is, look, clearly we have majority of the twenty-five guys are pretty much the same. We have a couple guys on the back end, whatever this and that, a couple whatever. But we definitely have some issues and debates in different order. Um, out of the top 25 scores in NBA history, Ray, our list, 17 of the players are there. And then Kevin Durant is just one more season away from being in the top 25. And you only have three current players in the top 25 scores of all time. Interestingly enough, King James, LeBron, who is now third, uh, Carmelo Anthony and Vince Carter. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But obviously, you know, Air Jordan is number one. I don't want to hear the talks about LeBron or anybody else. It's Michael Jordan. Tell me why on your list you've got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and I'll tell you why I got Le- um, LeBron James at number two. Okay. So my list <laughs> has a philosophy. Yes, I think very deeply. And – There's a lot that goes into this. Michael Jordan just stands out as the best ever because he was a two-way player. He played uh, all the games, 82 games for for many of his, you know, much of his career. He has six championships, six Finals MVPs, six and zero in the finals. Like the perfect player, really had no weakness. The the three-point shot wasn't as prolific back in the 80s and 90s as it is now. That would maybe his one thing he didn't do great. Everything else, yeah. he, you know, he, he did fabulously well. He shot like 37.8% well. for some of those championships. He shot okay. Yeah, right. He, he, he's not Steph Curry. But, yeah, he, he shot okay. And I'm sure that if it was a bigger part of his game, he would have worked on it. But to me, several components. One is the regular season, right? You can't dismiss it. Right, And that's why my guy Kawhi Leonard, we'll talk about him in a bit because he's the man. But 
there's a regular season component. There's a postseason component. There's a championship component, and there's a longevity component, right? Rings. Rings matter. So if you look at this list and you say to yourself, who was excellent and won and did it in the regular season and did it in the postseason, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar gave you the longevity. Now, granted, the last five years of his career brought his you know, average per game stats down, right? But he has six championships, right? One in Milwaukee, five in L.A. He is the all-time leader in scoring. He's top five in rebounds, block shot. He was there. He was the anchor. He was the captain. He was the man. So, you know, at this point, we're splitting hairs, right? If you oh, told yeah. me, I, I wouldn't be devastated if you said LeBron James is number two, but I will tell you that LeBron James, to me, right now, is four because the two guys ahead of him, well, Michael, obviously, number one, but I have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and his six championships, and I have Bill Russell and his 11 championships. Now, 11 LeBron and, James is a more and skilled one, player. 11 and one or 11 and two? That's something crazy. 11 and one, I think. Yeah, I think they, they, I think the one, yeah, the one. Uh, uh, West and uh, Chamberlain. To, to Jerry West, right? To Jerry yeah. West and uh, yeah. and the Los Angeles Lakers, right? Yeah. Wilt and Jerry won yeah. that one in was a seventy-one. So yeah, one title um, that Russell no, Bill, got I mean, to listen, and didn't win. And and, what, and remember, right? Ray and Tay history. We had on Peter Vesey, and he felt like Oscar was one. Remember, he was the one that was telling us, like, no, not Jordan, Oscar. And he thought Russell, and, and I think he had, he might have had Jordan at two or three or four. Like, you know, so old, we're old school, right, compared to the young, uh, gener, you know, Gen Xers, or no, we're Gen Xers, Gen Z, and all, you know, the new generations um, and millennials. But for people that were old school to us, a lot of them will tell you Russell and Oscar. So, you know, it, it is fascinating. I'll say this, right? I, I love Kareem, and I, I have Kareem third, Russell fourth. So we'll, you know, we'll skip down to five after this. But for me, LeBron James, the reason why he, if they come back this year, I think the Lakers have a shot to win. And that would be three championships, I mean, you know, three titles on three different teams. He's three and six, so that's rough, right? But the one in Cleveland because he beat the uh, the Warriors with 73 wins and the way he came back and did it and coming to Cleveland. And, you know, you could debate, you know, he had Kyrie, but Kyrie's not the level of Dwayne Wade. He's not in our top 25. And with his health stuff, I don't know if he'll ever get there. But LeBron, I think we've seen him do – I don't want to penalize him – the only bad finals loss, as we would both agree, is to the Dallas Mavericks with him and Wade the first year. You know, the first right. one that dunked in. Right. Is, in 2007, he shouldn't have even been there. I mean, he carried yeah. a team and got swept that by was, San Antonio, but that, that team was, was not a finals work. team in any decade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to get that team to the finals. And so I don't look at the three and six as a negative. And then, honestly, year 17, this guy's leading the league in assists. You're talking over 10 assists, 25 points. I mean, Ray, I, I don't know if we've ever seen somebody do what this guy is doing and in the matter that he, in the way that he's doing it and so consistently great. And remember, especially those years in Miami and some of the years in Cleveland, he's been first team defense for a lot of years too. So I think LeBron, when he wants to, and he's shown this year, he's played great defense. But, I mean, this year, 25.7, 7.9 rebounds, and leading the NBA with 10.6 assists, that's insane. So that, that's definitely, I think, you know, he'll never be one, but I think he's a better defensive player and passer than Kareem. He still gets rebounds. He could, if he plays three, four more years, maybe even pass him. And he's more magic than Jordan, and if he's the all Well, that's interesting sport, that you say that. Look, I think he will ultimately end up at number two. And Which in still his <laughs> unbelievable career, he will, or I don't think will, he could end his career as number one in scoring and maybe number two or three in assists. 
So here's a guy that you know you could do. Big men could do points and rebounds, right? And little guys potentially could do scoring and assists. But LeBron James is going to end up right now. He's number eight all time in assists, and he's number three in scoring. So yeah. he'll end up either two or one in scoring, and he'll probably be three or four in assists. Unbelievable! If he wins one more title, I, yeah, you you gotta move him up. But like you're you're moving up the pantheon, right? You're pushing down Bill Russell and Kareem. But he he very well might end up number two. I, I can't hate on that. So we have basically the same top four. We just have a little difference with a gentleman called Magic Irvin Johnson. Now I put Will at six. You have him at five, and then you went with Shaq at six. So for me, I want to tell you why I put Magic ahead of Wilt, and it's just why he's also ahead of Kobe. Magic Johnson, five and four in the finals, like LeBron, I can't even penalize him because when you're losing to freaking Larry Bird with Mikhail Parrish and Ainge and Johnson, those are not bad losses in the finals in 84 and 86, right? And then losing to Dr. J and Moses and Andrew Tony, And so, you know, and then he loses to young Jordan and Pippen. So, I mean, to me, five and four in the NBA Finals, Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard ever. And I almost want to say it's by far. You know what I mean? Because he changed the position between him, Larry Bird, and David Stern, saved the league. I put him ahead of Will just because of the winning. I mean, Magic was such a great winner. And, you know, we both were, like, falling asleep that night as little boys where in game six, Kareem doesn't play, and he freaking closes out the 1980 finals with, what was it, 42-12 and like eight or something crazy and playing center. You know yeah, what I mean? Irvin, the point guard, becomes magic, the center. Look, again, in the top ten, we're splitting hairs, right? The only knock against magic was, to me, a couple of things – um, uh, they're all minor, right? Yeah. Everything is minor. For yeah. the first five, six years of his career, he really couldn't shoot, so wow. he wasn't a legitimate scorer. Uh, that's uh, he didn't play a heck of a lot of defense. And again, minor, minor beefs. And the and, and the one with the championships. This is a guy who was so fortunate and again doesn't take anything away from him but he was so fortunate to land on the you know in 1979-80 first season to land on the Los Angeles super stacked Lakers where he played his whole career until his last couple years where he was carrying you know Eldon Campbell and and, and you know cats that were not not legit but he landed he landed his whole career with a stacked team right in the beginning it was kareem and then bob mcadoo and norm nixon and then byron scott and uh bob mcadoo i mean this guy and and then he had ultimate role players that knew what they were jamal wilkes and 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 James Worthy, number one overweight. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And A.C. Green and Kurt Ramos, I mean, all, you know, even their fifth, sixth, seventh players were great. So, so Magic never really had to until the end of his career. And he didn't win, actually, without Kareem. He never really had to carry a team where he was, you know, he was the only guy. Now, the last two. Well, that was last clearly the, is Jordan. That was impressive that they got there. That wasn't a that great they got there. Fine. It was not. It was not. Um, so I guess my my thing is, you know, everybody else ahead of him was clearly the alpha dog and carried his team. And Magic always had more, to me, more talent than, you know, you could argue Kareem and Magic were, were, were one and the same, but always had more talent. Uh, Magic always had more talent than everybody ahead of him, and that's why I, I pushed him down a little bit. But again, splitting hairs. Yeah, and then, you know, going after that top six, um, you know, th- this is, you know, oh, God, it's, it's, it's so hard. But to me, you know, then, you know, six through ten, you've got Shaq, Kobe, Duncan, and then, you know, Magic and Bird, right? Six through ten. 
Well, Tay, it's a little bit different because, well, we already talked about the Will thing, so 7 through 10. So I have Duncan, Kobe, Oscar, Shaq. So I guess my question is this. Why do you have, I mean, to me, Big Timmy, I, I think overall, he, he's better than Shaq. I, I really do. Now, Shaq was so dominant. Don't get me wrong. And they had their, their three-peat. And when he was there, you know, Timmy was still growing into his own and stuff, and it was fading. But, you know, Timmy, you know, was winning every other year. He didn't get the repeats. But the, he's the best power forward of all time and the most sacrificing player in sports, team sports, besides Tim Duncan and Tom Brady are the two guys, right? And the greatest uh, franchise leader, you know, let Pop coach him the way so that every player could fall into line. As great as people want to try to act like Ginobili and Parker are, Duncan made them. Like, they're, they're, they're good players. They're all stars. They're not like, you know, anybody's, you know, top 10 at their position. I think Ginobili's a maybe top 15 shooting guard now when you bring in Harden and all these other guys, right? So, I don't know. I, just, I would have Duncan ahead of Shaq. And you've got Shaq, Kobe, Tim. So why Kobe ahead of Tim? Because I got Tim ahead of Kobe. Yeah, you know, the, the, again, the, the, you could flip a coin with those three and 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 change the order, and I couldn't argue with you. The one reason I put Shaq above them is you said it is actually the dominance. You know, while I look at Tim Duncan, and you know, I love me that those San Antonio teams. <laughs> You look at those teams, and Timmy was scoring, Timmy was rebounding, Timmy was blocking shots, Timmy was defending. Timmy did everything, and he is the best power forward. And, you know, Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, you know, whoever, they're not even close. Um, great players, but, but Timmy's Timmy. Yeah. I just look at Shaquille O'Neal, and he's the type of guy that when you got off the bus – you had to know where he was even before he got into the arena, and even when you did, you couldn't stop him. So, yeah, so those five, six, seven years, you know, between let's say 2000 and 2005, um, oh, it kills them to lose that four 2004 two and two and to the. We lost the dream. Four and two in finals, shot because he lost the dream. Right, right, right. That that Detroit Pistons loss was was was. It's got to be breaking oh, their heart. It was, it was but, shameful. Him and Kobe get knocked heavily for that. I, I feel. You just look at – yeah, I mean, you just look at Shaq, and you say Shaq at his most dominant was more dominant by, eh, by, eh, by a smidgy than Timmy. Timmy's maybe his the longevity of his career was a little – you know, was better and maybe was more well-rounded and didn't have the ups and downs. But Shaq, when Shaq was, you know, scoring 35 in the finals, winning MVP, was, yeah. was just – a manimal. I mean, you know, T Timmy got the same results, the wins, right? Five five championships versus Sacks four, and you could argue Wade carried him and on Tim his fourth. Has, and, he only has one loss, right? He lost to the Heat because he beat Detroit. Timmy lost to the Heat, yeah, and then he yeah. and then he and then he avenged that loss by winning the next year. Yeah, so he's five and one. Five and one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five and two, and Shaq's four and one. Let me ask you this. This is an interesting thing. One thing I would say, I think if Shaq could have more free throws and a couple other things, we could easily say Shaq is number two. Don't you think? Like, I mean, turns are just like. Yeah, when, because of the dominance, because yeah, of the like, dominance. I mean, Bill Russell dominated on the defensive end, but you could argue Shaq dominated offensively and defensively. Yeah. No, he was such a, a, a great uh, presence. Um, and then so, and then you got Magic at nine and, and Bird at ten. So my uh, eight, nine, so we both have, you know, the Kobe in that spot and RIP Kobe. Now, I put Oscar at nine and Shaq at ten. I had to put Oscar ahead of Shaq, and to me, Oscar's got to be in the top ten, just respecting our, you know, our uncles, our fathers, our elders, and, and, and Peter Vesey and everybody that, I that saw Oscar, they swore up and down to me like, yo, and they and we've had people tell us, Ray and Tay, listen, Oscar was that dude. 
You know, now unfortunately, he only won when he came to with Lua Cinder in Milwaukee. You know, now there was a lot of issues with the Kansas City Royals, Cincinnati Royals that he played on, and you know, different that, and he, you know. He went through, you know, all different types of prejudice and racism and stuff like that. But he was the one that really, he was the glue for free agency, right? Everybody owes Oscar yep. some money. Um, but he, right, like he, before Russell, Russell Westbrook, LeBron, Jason Kidd, Magic Johnson, Oscar Robinson was a ridiculous triple-double for like his career almost. Like, I mean, so. His career. I, look, again, unbelievable player, very well-rounded, little, we- no weaknesses, and maybe not Where'd his fault, but to me, you actually have I have him ranked 11. Let me read oh, to you. He yeah. has one title. Everybody above him has two or more. Will Ch- and, and, and the only one who has two is Will Chamberlain, uh, right? Bird has three. Magic has five. Timmy has five. Kobe has five. Shaq has four. Wilt has two, but he's Wilt. Uh, LeBron has three, Russell has 11, Kareem has six, Michael has six. So <laughs> the only thing keeping Oscar Robertson from the top ten is that he only has one title. Right, and I only and I had to put him in just because of, to me, second greatest point guard and so dominant in his era. Like all the other guards, West and Frazier and everybody, they look at Oscar like, uh, yeah, Oscar was like a god. You know what I mean? So that's the reason why I had to squeeze him in the top 10. So now 11 through 15. Okay. Tay, I went Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon when Shaq's at 10. Now, we've talked about this before in earlier shows years ago when we first started. I, Hakeem schooled Shaq, but Shaq was a little bit better, but Hakeem, Hakeem was – I don't know how you describe it, but like he was almost like a small a shooting guard at center. He he got rebounds, steals. Remember, he was the king of, of sort of like quadruple and triple doubles, him and Alvin Robertson, you know, in terms of like just doing crazy stats. And we all wanted to see the Bulls at their peak against, you know, the two championship teams with the Rockets because Hakeem was special. So I got Hakeem. I got Kevin Durant at 12 because to me – He's past Bird, and once he gets back healthy next season, you know, he'll be in the top 25 of scoring. He'll climb up that list. And I think, to me, Durant, if he wins one with Brooklyn, it really puts him up that list. But I think even if he gets to one with Brooklyn, Kevin Durant, what he did to LeBron in those finals, it didn't matter that he was on that super team. He took it over to me, and he was he was a star amongst – Clay and Steph, Kevin Durant is, is you know, the slim reaper, whatever they would like to call it. And then I have 13, Barkley 14, and Isaiah Thomas 15. So give me your 11 through 15, which you. All right. So my 11 to 15 is the big O Oscar Robertson, Hakeem the Dream, Ooh. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. And the underrated, rest in peace, Moses Malone. So let me give you a little bit about these cats. You talked about Oscar. You talked about the dream. Steph Curry. He's going to be controversial. But you get an extra, extra asterisk and an extra little boost if you change the game. So that's why at the very end of my list, where I want to put Kawhi Leonard. Hey, Joe, you put him ahead Yes, I I have to. He changed the game. He changed the game. He has cats shooting 28 feet. There would be no Trey Young for all of our listeners down there in Atlanta. There would be no Trey Young if it wasn't for Steph Curry. There would be no James Harden, uh, you know, freestyling. I mean, James Harden, a great player, don't get me wrong. But, but, But the ability to get the green light from 25, 30 feet if there was no Steph Curry. So, Dirk Nowitzki's on the list as a game changer. Oscar Robinson Robertson's on the list as a game changer. Steph Curry's on the list as a game changer. There are very few people that changed the game. Steph Curry changed the game. Now, he didn't just change the game because he was a good shooter. I mean, the guy won a title. He won 73 games, lost in the finals. Okay. Won two more titles. Now, granted, Kevin Durant gets gets much yeah. of the credit for that too. But he's and a he's three-time champion. 
Culture setter and the best shooter ever of all time. Best shooter of all time, right? If you're the best in a category of all time, you got to get, you know, crazy love. Now, I have him ahead of Durant because he's got three titles, two MVPs, a unanimous MVP, back-to-back MVPs, but ultimately Kevin Durant's going to finish above above Steph Curry. So this is if, if everything ended today. Again, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant – and and James Harden's going to break this list. He he isn't on the yeah. list now, but he will, especially if he wins. And the I don't Those think three guys, Kyrie and Russell Westbrook, will break this list. I don't think they will. I don't think so. Russell Westbrook has to win the championship, but it's so crazy how a guy who for three straight seasons averaged a triple double is not going to be on the NBA twenty five top twenty five. Uh, it's hard. List. It's hard to crack, and 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 he has, and now he has a glaring weakness, and and for his, for all that he does well, he plays in an era that Steph Curry created, or was partially responsible for creating, where if you can't shoot the ball, and if you can't shoot the ball from three, not just you know Demar Derozan twenty foot jumpers, if you can't shoot the ball from three, you're not an elite player. You, I mean, a superstar. I mean, you can do a lot of things, but you need to be able to shoot. This is a game of offense and shooting, and you need to be able to do that. And you know that breaks my heart as a defensive guy. Uh, but Steph Curry created this paradigm, and I think, you know, I think my boy uh, uh, Westbrook is, is going to be hard-pressed to break this list. Anyway, so then, you know, Durant's going to move up the list. He's 14 right now. I wouldn't, see, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up top seven or eight, maybe nine, mm-hmm. you know, challenging, yeah. challenging those guys. So I don't even have a problem with where I put Durant only because he's going to go up. I mean, as, as long as that Achilles isn't totally uh, shredded and can heal, he'll be fine. And the guy that I think doesn't get enough credit is Moses Malone. Because if you take what he did in the ABA plus the NBA – and mm-hmm. the fact how he was dominant on offense, on defense, the, on you know rebounding, won championships, you know went to finals, carried a terrible Houston team with nobody, and then he went to Philly and and basically took care of business. Won his only you know his only championship, but he had a long career. He did it on both sides of the glass. Yeah, and the, the problem with Moses with Moses there was no sexiness, right? But if you love basketball, there was sex to watch Moses do his thing. Uh, But I think that everybody around him had a little more flair, had a little more, you know, camera appeal. But Moses was Moses. I mean, he was awesome. He's fo, fo, fo. (laughs) (laughs) Moses, rest in peace. Well, let me me give a little bit of love to, you know, two of the guys that we haven't gotten so much into, my 13 and 14, and my 15, because, okay, Bird, Barkley, and Isaiah. And to me, these guys sort of define our childhood of the mid-80s to early 90s, and we're so legendary. And I'll start with Isaiah because – and the reason why I have him ahead of Curry, and I got Curry, maybe maybe I got to revisit it. Maybe it's a little low at 20, but I just – the defense is what is bothers me with Curry. And with, with Isaiah Thomas, consistently with the Pistons, he was between 20 and 22 a game. That was once they got Dantley and Dumars and Sally and Robin and all these guys in Lambeer. And he but changed his know. game from you being an know. offensive player. For Puka days, going up against Bernard King, when Isaiah Thomas scored 30 every single night and was unstoppable as basically like a 5'11", six-foot, frail little point guard in the NBA that you could literally throw somebody across the court. And I go to one of Magic's championships that he really didn't deserve. Game six, Isaiah on one leg dropped 42 to force a game seven. And if they, if he would have been able to play, um, what was that, the 87 or 88 finals? I believe the Lakers. Yeah, 20, 25 in the, in the fourth on one leg. I believe Isaiah and the Pistons. 88 finals, 88 finals. But then, but then they went ahead and won in, in 89, so, so he got his revenge. They beat the Lakers and the, and the Blazers. But I do believe that was one of the greatest performances we've ever seen. And I think Isaiah is, one. you know, only two chips, two and one in the finals, right? But one of the greatest winners and leaders. 
and to change his game, right? Because we criticize other guys, right, who couldn't adapt and change, right? Like a Westbrook, like a Allen Iverson, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, it was so incredible. And he helped bring in the bully ball to stop Jordan for those years, you know, bad boy, the Jordan rules. So I just think he was so, so, I, I don't like how, Young kids, you know, they think of him, oh, this failed GM at the Knicks. And, oh, by the way, Isaiah Thomas is one of the best drafters of talent. Uh, he's the one that helped build the Raptors in the beginning and saw Damon Stoudemire, Vince Carter, Mark, right. Mark Tracy Andy, McGrady. All, Tracy McGrady, all these guys. And then Barkley is my favorite player of all time. I love Jordan. You and I <laughs> talk about him. But Charles Barkley at basically six four and a half on a good day, six five sneakers maybe and three socks, six, six, was to me, besides Duncan, he's ahead of Malone. He's the second best power forward ever. There's nothing Barkley couldn't have done. He should have had one more MVP because they gave one to Magic that, that, that he didn't deserve, that Barkley should have had. And Barkley, you know, every year, remember the sporting news, we used to come out with the MVP based on just the stats. I guess now they call it PER. Back then it was like the sporting news stats or whatever. And Barkley, you know, basically had won the MVP like three, four years in a row based on pure stats. And he did everything. These young kids don't understand about Zion. This and that. Barkley could shoot threes, rebound. He'd get the rebound, pass, go between his legs, freak you, dunk on your head. And then Larry Bird is Larry Bird. I mean, we know if he didn't have the back injury, he'd be higher up on this list. So take me to your 16 to 20. What do you got? Right. So my 16 to 20, I got to say, some of the similar guys that you have in a slightly different order. I have Julius Irving at 16, another game changer, started to play above the rim. Elgin Baylor started it. He took it to the next level. Um, Carl Malone, I got Dwayne Wade, David Robinson, and Charles Barkley. And you know Charles is my man too, my favorite player also. The one thing I will give to Carl Malone is longevity. So Carl Malone played, I think, about 400 more games. So Carl Malone is – I have Carl Malone? Malone at 17 and I got Barkley at 20. Okay, so I have Carl Malone. Malone ahead of Barkley. Remember, because super emphasis on championships, Malone went twice and lost twice. Barkley went once and lost once, of course, to all three of them – you know, both of them lost to Michael Jordan. Uh, but Carl Malone's longevity, number two in scoring, number seven in rebounds. So this dude just gave it to you every single night. And his next best – he delivered. The mailman delivered. You know what I'm saying? And I like Barkley as a player better. He might have been more flashy. He might have been more dominant in certain stretches. But Carl Malone's career and his, his – accomplishments were slightly more than Barkley's. Um, so I, I give a slight nudge to, to, to but you know, but Charles is my man. Um, so Julius, Carl Malone, and then Dwayne Wade and David Robinson. And I think, so we'll talk about Dwayne Wade as potentially the second best uh, uh, shooting guard, uh, sorry, third best shooting guard of all time behind Kobe and, and, and Mike. And, you know, the three champions. The th- Clutch and defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus the defense, right, and the championships, and did it in my, you know, did it in my Miami before LeBron, Miami with LeBron, um, you know, he he's he's incredible. The guy I think it's underrated is David Robinson. You know, we 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 look at him and we're like, oh, he's so athletic and he's so this and so. I mean, this dude, if you look at his stats, now granted, Tim Duncan took. You know, took over about halfway through those that championship run, right? Even in in '99 and that short, strike shortened season when when they beat the Knicks, four games to one, you started to see who Tim Duncan was. But David Robinson carried that team, and David Robinson has no nothing to be you know to be no, ashamed. Sure. He could put his numbers up with Akeem the Dream, with all of these centers, and he's right there he's got some unbelievable stats a scoring champion remember he had to he had to score 72 to win the scoring title he wins the scoring title he was rebounding at 11 and a half 12 rebounds a game blocking shots running the, the court he's unbelievable and i think he's one of those guys moses oh my gosh he was a man in the navy that moses was is underrated now i think in 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 
in time, there's certain guys that get underrated, and, and I think part of it is your the type of game that you have. Again, mm-hmm. not sexy. So he was, you know, and he was a lefty, but we won't talk about that. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that just got the job done. Unbelievable stats, won those championships, albeit, you know, Timmy took over after a while, but, you know, he carried that team for a long time. Unbelievable player, David Robinson, and and on my all underrated team. No, you're right, and I and I have Moses and David at 21 and 22. So you're right, and 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 that's something where, you know, you are like like you said, pick, you know, just picking hair. So I have at 16, Carmelo, 17, Julius. Ah, the doctor love seeing him at the guard. Remember we used to talk. Oh my god. Ray and Tay, man, we used to talk to the Doc and Magic and Kareem, all them guys, courtside. Um, then <clears throat> Dwayne Wade, I have him at 18. Um, and, and then the, the fourth shooting guard, the logo at 19, Jerry West. And then I put Curry at 20. And that's where I was thinking, is Curry better than West and Wade? And I was just like, or Dr. J or Carmel. And I just, I couldn't. I couldn't say that out loud, and you know what I mean, when I was making the list, because when you hear about... Because of his weakness? Because of his defense? Well, yeah, but I remember one time I was talking to this older gentleman working out in the gym. We used to love to talk sports, and I'd see him all the time, and he was... So I said to him, well, tell me a little bit about, you know, Connie Hawkins and Jerry West and Oscar. And he said, man, let me tell you. And Frazier, he was like, Jerry West, that guy... He played the one and the two. He was mainly a two because Goodrich played the one more. But he said, there's nothing Jerry West couldn't do on the court. He said he could pass, he could shoot, he could rebound as a guard. He was like, but he, he was so clutch in his jumper. And, you know, like you said, the game is different. He he could have made it from, from 30, 30 feet out and 28 feet out too. Jerry West was ridiculous. And I just had to, I, I just had to put him ahead of Curry and, you know, Dwayne Wade, I mean, gosh, you know, it's it's hard to even say, like, you know what I mean? But, you know, he can't pass Kobe, and so it's the greatest compliment to give him to put him ahead of West, you know what I mean, as the third best shooting guard ever. I mean, that's like, you know, but like you said, right, He he's, what, two with LeBron, one with Shaq, and he's three and, uh, what, three and one. Right and finals or three and two. Sorry, because he three lost and two, the first. Two, two. He lost twice. Yeah, so three and two, and uh, and Jerry West only has one chip, right? One chip, one chip. So it's it's and that was with Will and he played with Elgin Baylor. You know, the landscape would have looked a little bit differently had those Lakers won two or three times yes. over the Celtics. No, you're you're totally right. So. 21 through 25. I'm, I'm going to go first on this one. So I said I got Curry at 20. And then, you know, like you talked about the centers, I mean, Moses and David Robinson just, and, you know, Moses, he brought us that chip in Philly. And people don't know, we were Nick fans, but we were also Philly fans because of Dr. And when Moses came from Washington, um, well, from Houston, sorry, that was just such a, a blessing for Philly fans and Sixer fans to get Doctor's chip, and Moses delivered, and the Admiral's the Admiral. So 23, I had to go with Elgin Baylor, because like you said, I mean, he was the high flyer, and remember, he retired that season that they won the chip earlier. So he was on the team, but didn't finish the season, which I can't even fathom right now, right? It's like an NFL player retiring in the middle of the season, but whatever it was, but Elgin was a dominant scorer at the three was a dominant rebounder and was so efficient. Like I just, it's, it's hard for us to fathom. Like, I mean, he's almost like, he was almost like a early Barkley, right? At the three, like he was a bigger three, more meat on him. And then at 24, I went, I was going to go with Kevin McHale, but it, 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 I just had to project forward and I had to go with Kawhi Leonard because what he did, even though the Warriors were banged up, you know, winning two with the Spurs and then the one with the Raptors and on the verge of getting at least one more with the Clippers in the next two to four years, you got to believe 
I mean, he's going to wind up being four and one, maybe five and one. You know, he might not get a league MVP, but he'll get maybe another defensive player of the year. He's going to be first or second team all NBAs. He might get another finals MVP, which would be insane for three teams. And then, like you at 25, you know, I, I just had sort of like a little tie with the rest of the guys. I had to throw Stockton in there. And I had to throw Scottie Pippen. And then I kind of put like the, you know, KG and, and Dirk Nowitzki, who I have the utmost respect for. Um, and, you know, my heart, I missed the Rasheed Wallace and the Webbers, but they just couldn't, couldn't, you know, keep the longevity and win like Dirk and KG, KG did. But I got to say this about uh, Stockton, like you said, with Malone, they did, you know, they had bums. Uh, Isley and Russell and, and Greg Ostertag and Mark Eaton, they had no help. Stockton was best pure point guard ever in terms of just passing, right? Better than Isaiah and Magic and just the efficient passing, the pick and roll. Nobody mastered the pick and roll like him and Malone. And Scottie Pippen, the greatest thing you could say is that 57 wins without Jordan, and it took, what was it, Hugh Rollins and a fake foul from Hubert Davis to really stop them. <laughs> four-point play. And Scottie Pippen needed two four-point plays. And Ray, he led the team in rebounds, assists, points, steals that season when they won 57 games. And I believe that's the team that I saw in Chicago when I went to go visit you at business school. So, you know, that team, um, you know, Pippen was, and then what he did almost got to the finals again with the, with the Blazers leading that team. And people forget about that before he went to the Rockets, he had a couple what three, four good years with Portland with Steve Smith and Bonzi Wells and those guys and Brian Grant, Scotty Pippen, you talk about underrated. Scotty Pippen might be the, the face mask, the president of underrated with Moses. <laughs> and Pippen is probably one of the, might be the best defensive small forward ever all around. Right. And, and, and he, he became a great scorer when he had to. So, you know, so I, I, I end the list with those guys, you know, Pippen and Stockton, KG I mean, and Dirk. Those are all, those are all yeah. awesome players. I, I'll tell you my 21 to 25, and then I'll give you my little uh, spiel. So I got Jerry West, the logo, Kevin Garnett, the do everything straight out of high school, power forward. Isaiah Thomas, you said it all. Elgin Baylor, you also said it very well. And then at 25, I kind of got cute because I, I put three guys in there. I said John Stockton, the ultimate point guard, the ultimate leader, the ultimate passer. Dirk Nowitzki, who revolutionized the game. I saw some stat where the number of three-pointers made by seven-footers was like 400 uh, before he entered the league, and he made wow. 1,700. And, God. you know, he just changed the game. And you look up at the stats and you see he that redefined. he is the – He redefined the category. He redefined the European player. He became, uh, what is he, number six in scoring. And you look up at the scoreboard and you're like, really, Dirk Nowitzki? And then you're like, yes, Dirk Nowitzki, number four in scoring, or number six in scoring all time. And he did enough on the glass. He did enough, uh, you know, to help his team win a championship. So to me, he's, you know, he's kind of in that 25, 26, 27 range. And then the one guy, again, <laughs> under – No, right? In scoring, that's impressive. <laughs> underrated, John – Hondo Havlicek. Now, he's before our time, but when you yeah. do your homework, everybody thinks of him as a sixth man, right? This dude, I'm going to give you some stats on Hondo. 13-time All-Star, eight-time NBA champion, four-time first-team All-NBA, seven-time second-team All-NBA, five-time All-Defensive first-team, eight-time defensive second-team. I mean, this dude was not – I mean, you think about a six-man is like a role player, but he was, for many years, the best player on that team, especially towards the end when uh, when Bill Russell was getting old and Bob Cousy was, you know, was also old and past his prime. John Havlicek was the man. And this dude was a great athlete, could have played football and basketball, 
won won the title at at, at uh, Ohio State. So he's awesome. I mean, another guy that really doesn't get nearly the credit that he deserves. I mean, he he's just phenomenal player number 16 all time in scoring um i will say one thing so we talked about our list and and give me a couple of guys that that you really think are on the rise i mean i mentioned we mentioned this all fair Kawhi leonard will end up as a top 15 player if if he keeps going and you know the two finals mvps winning if he wins with the clippers i don't think anybody on our list (laughs) i'm I'm gonna scan over the list real quick has won three no titles with three different teams Oh, he'd right? be the first LeBron in might. Yeah. LeBron or Kawhi no, might. But others, yeah, they're both battling for that. Other than that, nobody's done that. So so he's definitely on the rise. Um, if James Harden ever wins a championship, he'll be on the rise. He'll make this list potentially. He leapfrogs a lot of dudes. That's the only thing he's missing. He's going to put up the numbers. His numbers are – I mean, last year he averaged 35 a game. His numbers are retarded. Like, James Harden is. But the playoff failures, and, and he just wears yeah. himself out. It's just – but so you, you were saying on the rise, but, you know, and that makes me think about – you know, we talked about Westbrook. I, I think about a Damian Lillard. I wish Kyrie, but he doesn't stay healthy. You think but Dame could break the top 25? Right now? Right Dame now. Dame Dollar? Right now, he's the best point guard in the league, pound for pound to me, Ray. He really is. He does everything. His game has no flaws. He just, if he could get to one final, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Let the chips fall. But, but forget on the rise. I guess I want to self-analyze and get introspective with our, with our young Ray and Tay selves. Are we, are we being disrespectful to... Number 10 on the scoring list, the Big E, who I'm named after, my nickname, Elvin Hayes. Are we being disrespectful to the human highlight film, number 13 on the list? This is just scoring, you know, but still legendary players, Dominique Wilkins. Are we being disrespectful ahead of Hondo, another Celtic legend who I think everybody kind of sleeps on him, Paul Pierce. Right, a champion, just like Garnett. Yeah, but Paul Pierce was never as dominant. No, Even no. though he's good or yeah. very good, but he was never dominant. Number fifteen, number seventeen on the list, and you know we know he's not, but just buckets, Carmelo, right? <laughs> Carmelo, you know, and, and and give Carmelo credit, he came in this season, and he was doing work with Portland much better than people thought, and I feel like the Lakers regret not signing him, which I thought they should have, because Carmelo was putting in work with Portland, and they still have a shot if the season goes to, you know, maybe do some damage. Vince Carter, like, how are we underestimating him and McGrady? Vince Carter, 19th on the list. Um, You know, so, and and then I think about uh, guys like Kevin McHale, who I, I, I said that I debated not having him on the list. You know, do we do we disrespect Ewing and Ray Allen? It's it's very hard. And then really Allen Iverson, Ray. When you talk about shooting guards, if we've got uh, you know, Wade at three, West at four, maybe Drexler on this list at five, do you, who's your six? Is it Iverson? Is it Ray Allen? Like, because AI was he kind of changed the league too. You know what I mean? How do you view Allen Iverson these years later? Mm. You know, that's the problem for me. Allen, look, Allen Iverson is a top fifty player, uh, but he was mm. so inefficient from the field. Um, I can't put him in the top twenty-five. I don't think, or through any lens, he makes the top twenty-five. He's never won a championship. He went to one finals in two thousand, and, and you know, stepped over Tyron Lue. Top fifty, top fifty, yeah, but not top twenty-five. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't, th- I don't think any lens puts him in the top twenty-five. He's top thirty-five. It's a fight. It's a fight to get in that top, you know, in that next ten. Um, but yeah, Al's got some. Al's got a, a, quite a career, and again. Give him an extra notch for being a game changer. Uh, great with steals, not great defensively, right? But would steal the ball and obviously could score and was just a bulldog, a warrior. 
Um, he's awesome. I mean, he's an awesome player. Look, to be the top 25 oh, in no, any just... sport is, yeah. I mean, an unbelievable accomplishment. And so even to be right, mentioned. Tell me, tell me your thoughts, though, on, on just these two guys, right? Kevin McHale and Dominique Wilkins. Are we nowhere Ooh. near it? Right on the edge. So, Those guys are special. I would say, I would yeah. say that Dominique Wilkins over Kevin McHale, because okay. Dominique Wilkins clearly, you know, so yeah. was so dominant. Number thirteen all time yeah. scoring. Carried carried those Hawks teams that really didn't have. Much talent, except for Dominic. You know, Tree Rollins was in the house. Uh, uh, you know, Randy Whitman was in the house. But no, they they really didn't have much other than Dominique, right? He carried those teams. He didn't get to many finals. Uh, he didn't get to any finals. Uh, he got to some Eastern Conference finals, and Bird and the Celtics were were, were always better. But I gotta yeah. believe that he did more individual work on his team. Kevin McHale always had better players around him, and Kevin McHale, with all due respect, and Kevin McHale's on my top fifty, but Kevin McHale was never the best player on his team. And, you know, some seasons he wasn't even the second-best player on his team. So, you know, Dominique Wilkins, for all of his career, was the best player on his team. No, no, definitely. But be fair. If McHale was Garnett and on the Minnesota Timberwolves, if they were in the league back then, he would have been doing yeoman's work by himself. He he had to share – with basically the Celtics were five all-stars. Everybody talks about like, oh, LeBron, you know, and I, I hate the criticism of LeBron. It's retarded because super teams existed all through the 80s, like the 60s, the 70s. I mean, let's stop it. The NBA's always had Right, super you just teams. had to be lucky enough that the GM maneuvered it instead of the players. Exactly, but it, we've always had super teams. I mean, when you had Dennis Johnson and Danny Ainge in your backcourt – Cedric Maxwell off the bench and Bill Walton, and then you, you're going with the front court of Bird, McHale, and Paris. People forget Paris was nobody's bum. He was a really good center. Really yeah. good. Center. No, no, absolutely. And Red Auerbach put that team together, and just like Magic landed on a team with all that talent, we talked about that at the beginning of the show. So, yeah, they were super teams created by great GMs. No, no, you're right. I just think McHale, if we had to see him like Pippen, like on his own, like Patty LaBelle, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he would have, I think he would have shined. I, I, Kevin McHale was that. Because remember, when the Celtics needed a clutch basket, they kicked it inside to McHale. You know what I mean? That's true. And he had he had the the dream shake moves before the dream. <laughs> and he could hit the three. I mean, Kevin could shoot yo. He now you talk about <clears throat> underrated as the years have gone on. Kevin McHale's been very. <clears throat> you know, underrated. So, I mean, this was fun. This is a great list. You're right. It, it, it's hard to even just get to 25. Now, honey, you didn't tell me what you thought about Pippen. You, you don't, you don't, do you have him right there? Uh, he's right there. He's right there. See, the thing with Pippen is he was always second fiddle to Michael. And the two years where Michael, or one and a half years, I guess, where Michael was out, he definitely stepped up. But those were his only two years, really, of dominating offensively, right? So to me, you know, as much as we say, you know, the all-around game, obviously everybody we mentioned is a top scorer. And Scottie Pippen wasn't the naturally gifted scorer that everybody else ahead of him was. So he was great defensively. He was a great, you know, role players almost diminishing his talent. But he was a great all-around basketball player. He just wasn't an outstanding scorer. And so, like, was his game probably more well-rounded than Steph Curry's? Yeah, most likely. But Steph Curry is just so excellent at shooting the ball and at scoring the basketball. And he, he's, he's, a, he's you know, a good assist you know, point guard too, but he, he just gets that extra bump because scoring is 
typically one of the first, you know, the first category you look at when you evaluate these these players. So Scotty's right there. Scotty's right there, and you're right. Underrated, you know, it's almost like the six championships are held against him. How can you hold six championships against him? You know, when when and, and you know we love us from Robert Ory. He's got seven, but you know he was a role player on seven championships. Scotty Pippen was a was he may not have been Batman, but it was certainly Robin on seven champion uh, six championships. So yeah, Pippen's with, right there. I want to leave you with this one controversial question, and 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 we both just flush it out, and then we could go. Um, two gentlemen that have already got at least a chip are injured. And if they could stay healthy and put together another five or six great years could potentially be on this list. Clay Thompson and Kyrie Irving. How do you view them? What's their ceiling? Cause Clay is healthy. The best two way shooting guard in the league. I think he's better than Harden. If he's, completely healthy. The second, maybe the second best shooter of all time, maybe ahead of Reggie Miller and Ray Allen. And he already has two chips. And then Kyrie's only got the one and hasn't stayed healthy. But if him and Durant could win in Brooklyn, and let's say they don't get a third superstar and their third best player is like, you know, Dinwiddie or DeAndre Jordan, if they could ever win in Brooklyn, how do you view the potential of Clay or Kyrie? Right now, it would have to take for Kyrie. It would he would need two or three more championships. The one good thing is he's young, right? He came in the league right. after freshman year at Duke, only played eleven games at Duke, so he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his body, and yet his body still keeps breaking down. So my guess is he physically can't hold up. But let's say he does, he'd have to win several titles because you know he doesn't play much defense. But he's outstanding offensively. I mean, he might be the most talented person with the ball in his hands that the game has seen, right? His ability to finish as a point guard, his ability to shoot, his ability to handle, lose you off the dribble, and assist when he wants to. He offensively, he he's he's about as good as it's ever as it's ever been. Um, yeah. he, he doesn't quite shoot like Steph, but but he, he's a superb shooter. Um, so he's there. He's Defensively, and he's clutch, right, defensively a little bit of a knock. So to me, he would have to win maybe two more titles to even be, you know, considered. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because he won a title, but it's only because he hit a shot, right? It's not like that was his team. That was LeBron's team, and he was lucky to be on it. Robin Ray, he he didn't just hit that one shot. He was clutching that series and was scoring over twenty. Yeah, true, true. But but it was LeBron's team. LeBron took all the. It's it's like a wide receiver. He was never double teamed. He was <laughs> never had to face the pressure. LeBron had all the pressure on his shoulders, and yeah. Kyrie did great work because he's a great player. But he never yeah. had the he never had the burden. Um, as for Clay. It's going to be really hard for Clay Thompson to even be better than Ray Allen and and some of these other guys only because um, he'll always play in the shadow of Steph, and he'd have to do it on another team. I feel like he'd have to go carry another team. Ray, what if they get healthy next year in this crazy West? And the Warriors got through Lakers, Clippers, and Rockets. The way that their rosters are now, let's say Anthony Davis stays, the Rockets stay, the Clippers are, you know, stacked. And if the Warriors, with this number, you know, top three pick, um, Wiggins, Clay, and Steph, and Dre, if they got through and that Wiseman. <laughs> and one yeah. Oh, if they get hit, oh gosh. Woo. See, people don't know. People don't know, right? Quiet as cat, the Warriors are going to be back next year and they're going to be taking names. And these young players are going to have experience. The Amari Spellmans and all these guys. So they'll, they'll be nice role players next year. And they're good. The Warriors are going to be dangerous if they get uh, Wiseman. Shoot, even if they get Anthony Edwards from Georgia, they're going to, oh, goodness. But I, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like. Like you talked about Moses and David and, and, and Pippen. Clay Thompson's extremely underrated. 
He is. He is. And and he doesn't really have a weakness in his game. I mean, he doesn't quite create off the dribble, but two guards really don't do that historically, right? Dwayne Wade and and, and Kobe, you know, can. But but as long as he gets his shots up and as long as he can score, right, it doesn't matter if he's getting it off the pick or if he's getting it off steals or in transition or whatever. He's unbelievable. Um I just again make it breaking that top twenty five. I don't know. He he'd have to he'd have to win at least one more title, if not two, and he might even need a and it sounds terrible, right? He might even need a Steph injury and then for him to step up, carry the team and win a title, that kind of thing. Is he better than Joe Dumars and, and Reggie Miller? I think so. I think he is. I think he is. I think he's taller than Dumars, so he made a bigger oh, yeah. impact on defense. Um, Reggie Miller also didn't play much D. I think he was he's a better finisher and, and, and transition player than Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller was, was almost exclusively a catch-and-shoot. I think Clay is working on his game and becoming a better. And I just think his, his dominance on the defensive end, I think he's better than than both of those guys. I mean, Ray Allen would be the most comparable and you could argue that his defense is better than Ryan. Ray still, if we had to be respectful to Ray, Ray was no joke in Seattle and Milwaukee way before he got to Boston and Miami. Right. That's true. That's, that's Ray, absolutely Ray, true. Ray was dropping 25 to 27 a night. So we got to give Ray his love too. But Clay, Clay's got a shot. Harden's got a shot. Not sure about Kyrie and Westbrook. Everything would have to work perfectly for them. Um, I think Westbrook, because of his stats, he probably just needs one chip to really get considered. Right. You figure an MVP, three three triple-double seasons, uh, an NBA Finals loss. If he puts an NBA Finals win together, that puts him in the top 40, top 35. And then to get – you know, to get into the top 25, he'd probably maybe have to win twice, maybe win a Finals MVP. So a lot of a lot of work yet to be done, but he's done a lot also, right? To get to this point, the thing is, he's got that fatal flaw of of shooting the basketball, and this is the wrong era to not be no, able to no, shoot. No, you know no, what I mean? Being <laughs> inefficient, and that's just the reality of it in this league. But I guess one name that we didn't mention that if we're being honest, Giannis Antetokounmpo, him and Anthony Davis, we got to talk about of those. Of course, two. yes, 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 yes. Giannis is Giannis is, you know, he could be in the top ten if he wins two or three championships with that six eleven no. frame on and offense on Davis defense. That's one with LeBron. Um, yeah, I so Anthony Davis is eight or nine years into his career already, and he's he's a little bit banged up, right? So he's a little bit of that injury history. Um, he would have to stay healthy for six or seven years, and he'd have to win a couple titles, and then he yeah. could start to, you know, pressure Kevin Garnett, for example, for that 20 to 25 spot, that spot that I is, you know. He's a better player than Garnett. Overall, Anthony Davis. He's is a, a better player, but he's not more accomplished. So no, no, he's got to work on his longevity, and he's got to work on his, uh, you know, long-term impact. Both and his stats matter. You know, we we hate to say that it's the eye test. It's the eye. Test. It is the eye test, but you got to do it for 15 years. You got to do it for oh, for a long time. Are really impressive. Like you talk about stats matter. His stats are crazy. And say and same way. Well, they gotta stay healthy. They gotta do it for fifteen years. You can't do it for eight. You can't be, you know, and that's our guy and I wanna be disrespectful, but you can't be Don Mattingly, right? Don Mattingly had five or six phenomenal years and if he could have just stayed healthy, that would have been Listen, listen. It's time to put I got five gentlemen for the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> Bernard King, Don Mattingly. Pete Rose, Roger Clemens, and Barry Bonds. And I dropped the mic. Well, BK's Those... in the Hall of Fame. Bernard yeah, no, made the Hall of Fame. We got, we got, we got him in. in. So we're one for five. We're one for five. The next four go to baseball. We got to get those guys in. That's harder than the NBA Hall of Fame. But we got to get those guys in. So this is fun. Maybe we'll uh, come back. You know, there's not much going on. So 
I was talking to Ray about maybe uh, top 25 quarterbacks all time would be fun. And you know what, Ray, the draft's coming up. Uh, maybe we should do a little draft preview. This is going to be an interesting one with the, these quarterbacks and some trades, and you might get six or seven wide receivers. So uh, we shall see. Yeah, um, hang in there, everybody. We love to hear your comments. Hit us up on social media. Yeah, we'll Instagram. be back. If you have a specific topic you want to talk to us about, we're happy to get on the air and chit-chat about it. We love sports. We love our fans. And most of all, we love that everybody is staying home. Stay safe. Stay well. And let sports take your mind off this a little bit. And we're happy to help contribute to a little distraction. Definitely. Well said, Ray. And, uh, Everybody be out, and it was fun like always, talking sports with friends. We are out. Peace. See ya.